They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's already the 25th of October. October flying by, November quickly approaching with uh, the election. Then Thanksgiving, where we thank God that the Democrat Party is finally going to be voted out of power and made irrelevant after uh, just completely blowing up the country as founded and uh, attempting a Marxist takeover. We'll have plenty to thank uh, God about with regard to uh, Thanksgiving. Then, of course, Christmas and uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all that stuff. I'm looking forward to the end of this year. I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to it. It is an electric year, unlike uh, no, uh, the 2020, uh, 19, or 2020, but not 1920. <clears throat> Joe Biden was around for that one. But uh, in 2020, uh, except for there's not all the burning in the left, uh, burning down cities and Black Lives Matter and Antifa, burning down cities and not being covered by the news and St. John's uh, Church being burned, nearly burned to the ground by radicals and uh, Donald Trump having to hide in the, uh, the bunker reserved for a nuclear holocaust with his family. Family and all of that because it was an election year. But you see, the Democrats can't get away with it this year. They can't get away with it this year. Trying in every way, shape, and form. Oh, my goodness, they are trying. They are throwing everything at the wall, including the possibility of a nuclear conflict. Anything to distract from the fact that Joe Biden is doing a face plant as the president of the United States. And he doesn't even know which way is up, to be quite honest. Oh, just real quick, uh, if you're excited about Halloween this year, I'm not dressing up for Halloween this year, just hanging out at the homestead, uh, handing out some candy and stuff. Uh, it looks like uh, the Netflix series Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. I haven't watched this yet. I don't know. I, I watched it. They had one on uh, John Wayne Gacy. I don't know why the hell we watch uh, uh, documentaries on serial killers. It's kind of twisted when you think about it. I don't know what it is. It's like driving by an accident, a car accident, slowing down. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, this uh, this Netflix series called Monster, which is essentially revived, it took a it took a series about a serial killer eating his victims to get Netflix Netflix back to solvency. What does that take you tell you about America? I mean, what? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> My daughter's seventeen. I, I said she said she'd been watching, it. and I'm like, why did you watch it? She goes, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, whatever. Then she looked at my leg and uh, and licked her licked her lips. I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Yeah, I mean, maybe it was like those cartoon characters uh, in the old cartoons when uh, they were starving, and one of them look at the other one, and one of them become a chicken leg, and then the other one would suddenly become the person again. You know that kind of thing. But apparently, a lot of people have been uh, trying to dress. <laughs> this is, this is, this is. A lot of people have been wanting to dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween this year. I guess better to be Jeffrey Dahmer than one of his victims. I mean, how do you go as that? You know, do you, do you jump in a refrigerator or something? What do you, what do, you do? I have no idea. But anyway, uh, apparently uh, eBay has announced it's not going to accept listings for Jeffrey Dahmer costumes anymore. They say that it's not going to permit listings that promote or glorify violence or violent acts. So uh, those would include the costumes of, new, of individuals who are notorious for committing acts of violence. I wonder if, uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if that's going to be, or Jason Voorhees. Do you suppose those costumes will still be available? 
because don't they do the same thing? I guess they're fictional characters, but anyway. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you really want to kind of be Jeffrey Dahmer, what I would suggest is you do the Bill Gates costume with the glasses and the hair, and you just get an orange uh, jumpsuit like the O.J. Simpson jumpsuit, the orange jumpsuit. So you could do Bill Gates with a uh, orange jumpsuit for prison, and uh, voila, you got Jeffrey Dahmer. There's, there's your costume this year. <laughs> Most Americans think the economy is stumbling, defying attempts by the Biden administration to portray it as strong, which is just remarkable. Joe Biden was eating ice cream, and he wasn't asked about his favorite flavor anymore. He's not being asked anymore about the deer leader's great new flavor. What is he like? Oh, my God, the deer leader loves ice cream. But he says, no, the economy's strong. He continues to eat his, uh, his waffle cone. 78% of adults in America rate the economy as only fair or poor. 31% rate the economy as fair. 48% rate it as poor. 3% said the economy is excellent. Those would be the Kardashians and anyone who's uh, in the upper echelons of power at Pfizer or Merck. By the way, uh, 15% rate the economy is good. Brian Deese, the director of the White House National Economic Council, told the Financial Times the U.S. economy has a strength and resilience to shield itself from recession, which is, of course, what we're in right now because two-quarters negative growth and 40-year high inflation. It should be fairly... Uh, fairly obvious. 59% of the public think the economy is in recession now. So it's kind of strange because uh, Joe Biden has been saying it's not a recession. The news media is like, oh yeah, it's not a recession. I mean, it was when Donald Trump was, you know, whoever was the president. It's always been the same. Two quarters of negative growth, but when Donald, or when, uh, when uh, Joe Biden's the president, not so much. But despite all that, I know it's weird, despite the cabal between the mainstream media, big social media, and all sorts of government agencies, the American people know that the economy is in a recession. Isn't that hard to believe? Kind of crazy. If this were the Soviet Union or China, maybe they would have gotten away with it. But they're not. Another 20% say the economy is very likely or somewhat likely to be in a recession in the next 12 months. 7% say a recession is not very likely. Again, Kardashians or anyone in the upper echelons of power at Merck or Pfizer. And just 1% have confidence that a recession it is not at all likely. Yeah, 1% say a recession is not going to happen. That's not looking good for Democrats. November the 8th, here's Jim Gossett. For once it looks like we're gonna win this election. If they don't steal it. And take America back. For once we can change this country's direction. I hope so. Joe's had us on the wrong track. Not even on the track, off the rails. For once it looks like Nancy won't be the speaker. That's long overdue. Big time. Shula could be through. Goodbye, Chucky. That would make all our dreams come true. Wasn't there a bunch of movies about Chucky Schumer? For once it looks like the voters are fed up. With Democrats running the show They won't let the liberals keep running the dead up They want Joe Biden to go Bye-bye, Joe! For once it looks like the GOP's winning Look out, Joe, this is only the beginning For once it looks like we could take it 
Just real quick for those who are uh, monitoring ballot boxes so there's no illegal voting by Democrats because they always do that, you know. Uh, You don't need to monitor cemeteries uh, because I know there are a lot of Democrats who vote when they're dead. And uh, you you don't need to worry about going to the cemetery. They, They do that remotely. All right, so just just worry about the ballot boxes, will you? Here's our dear leader yesterday saying that uh, despite the fact that he has wrecked the economy to the tune of a 40-year high inflation, gas prices through the ceiling, uh, made us energy dependent on uh, Saudi Arabia and other uh, countries who don't have our best interests at heart and selling our uh, a strategic petroleum reserve to China who has bought and paid for the Biden family. Despite all that, if Republicans get into office, they're, they're going to wreck the economy. Not sure exactly how you total a car that's already been totaled, but apparently he thinks you can. Republicans will allow some of the biggest corporations to go back to paying zero, zero in federal taxes after having made $40 billion. Pfizer Merck being the burden to teachers, nurses, firefighters, working folks to pay more of their fair share. Yeah, this is old, 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 old and tired. To keep things going. We, the Democrats, yes. are the ones that are fiscally responsible. Let's- <laughs> it's fantastic. Hold on. If you had any other doubts about Joe Biden's uh, dementia, let this be uh, an example. We, the Democrats, are the ones that are fiscally responsible. Let's get that straight now, okay? We're investing. Yeah, let's get that straight. Anybody? I'm not hearing any applause. Hello? Even, even my sycophantic fluffed crowd isn't going to clap on that one. In all of America. Reducing everyday costs while also lowering the deficit at the same time. And how, wait a minute, how do we do this? Hold on a second. Because are fiscally responsible. Let's get that straight now, okay? Yeah, sure. We're investing in all of America. Reducing everyday costs while also lowering the deficit at the same time. Well, that's really weird because my everyday costs include uh, groceries and utilities, and both of those have gone through the ceiling. Republicans are fiscally reckless. Pushing tax cuts for the very... Uh, let's see. You've spent about $7 trillion since you got into office. Very wealthy that aren't paid for and exploiting a deficit that is making inflation worse. Yeah, the people who own businesses, they, uh, they pay taxes and they hire employees who pay taxes. You doofus. Look, folks, Democrats are going to protect Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, woo, boy. Yeah, they're just doing so well. Republicans have been very clear. They've stated boldly. That they want to cut Social Security. I haven't heard that, actually. Medicare. And then I haven't, haven't and heard to it. to the point that they'll... They sh- want to fix them both. Shut down the government, they say, and send the nation... Oh, absolutely 100% for shutting down the federal government for a few weeks. Hell, maybe even a couple months. In the fall. We- Let's make Congress part-time while we're at it. Let's raise price for everyone if we do not cut Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Here he is, the same old uh, playbook. The Republicans are going to get rid of these glorious government benefits. Oh, my God. Oh, anybody, anybody else out there uh, depending on Social Security for your retirement? Because I'm not. Wow. Woo, he sure got us. Uh, I've got some more uh, audio. Uh, uh, we've got Corinne Jean-Pierre going to be talking about the uh, infl- inflation and the, uh, and the Republicans coming into office. we got, uh, let's see, um, oh, Janet Yellen. She says that even though she said that uh, inflation was transitory, after the Inflation Reduction Act, we can expect inflation to come down. In a couple years. In a couple years. So we've got that. We've got uh, transgender madness. Oh, we got a special guest today. 
This is pretty cool. Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars joins us on the show today. I know it's not uh, anything to do with politics or anything. I just love that show. So he's going to join us on the show today. Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Your phone calls are welcome as well, guys. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. We, the Democrats, are the ones that are fiscally responsible. Let's get that straight now, okay? That is just, uh, I mean, uh, that is classic uh, Soviet-style propaganda that uh, the President of the United States would say such a thing after irresponsibly spending $7 trillion in taking office and spurring inflation. And honestly, there's no doubt. There's no debate. Uh, you know, you always talk about, the climate change is settled science. I mean, uh, global warming is settled science. Oh, wait, no, global cooling is settled. You notice what I just did there? I just uh, announced three times that the science was changed and the Democrat Party says it's settled science. Uh, it is uh, absolutely settled science that uh, when you spend too much on the federal level and you print money you don't have, inflation happens. It happens every time. We really only have uh, two, two main... Uh, I guess, schools of thought with regard to the economy, and I mentioned this yesterday, the Democrats want to return to the days of FDR, where he kept us in a depression for longer than it should have been, and then a war came along, and FDR created a lot of work. He didn't create any jobs, he just created a lot of work, and that's what he's given credit for, and the Democrats think that can work today, and it can't. What does work? Giving people freedom, giving people opportunity cutting their taxes, cutting the stupid regulation, all of the nonsense. Don't believe me? Look at how many people are leaving California for places like Texas and Florida. Uh, duh. But here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about uh, Joe Biden saying that, uh, oh, yeah, the economy is uh, great under us, and the, and the Republicans, if they were in charge, it would just go to hell in a handbasket. It, it's hard to go lower. Is there a place lower than hell? I guess so. The, the jobs claims that he made, he said that President Trump was the first since Hoover to lose jobs during his administration, but, um, and he claimed that he had created 10 million new jobs, but in reality, those jobs have mostly been added back. And yeah, they were the jobs that were lost because of the pandemic, as Democrats uh, made people stay at home and not go to school. You gotta remember all that stuff. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says only about 514,000 jobs have been newly created. So how are people supposed to take this kind of messaging on their most important issue seriously when... Well, you can't, because uh, it's all nonsense, like everything they lie about, and they lie about everything, and then they're caught in it, and then they try to shout you down and shut you down on social media, <laughs> but the truth eventually comes out, by the but way. This feels like smoke and mirrors. Well, let me tell you what the American people should take very, very seriously. Yes, let please, me yes. remind you of the Trump tax cut of 2017, yeah. $2 trillion that was not paid for, not paid for. Uh, no, no, you see, uh, there's no such thing as not being paid for a tax cut you just cut taxes if people are, uh, ta are, are taxed too much you can cut their taxes okay it's not your money to begin with it's not the government's money to begin with uh, so want to be very clear about that and let me also he let people 
keep $2 trillion of their own money and not waste it on crap like we have. So remind the American people of what was happening in January of 2020, January 20th of, or 21 of 20. That was after all the burning and no, that was before all the burning and stuff. 20, um, uh, 2021, uh, which was that American businesses, small businesses were shutting down. I just talked about... They were being forced to shut down. Schools, uh, only 46... They were being forced to shut down in uh, largely Democrat bastions of power. Uh, places like North Dakota or South Dakota and Florida, they didn't uh, They didn't do all that protocol crap. And they came out ahead. Percent of schools were shut down. There was not a real comprehensive uh, COVID uh, response. It was certainly more comprehensive than yours. Uh, just even being comprehended at all is, is a miracle as far as Joe Biden is concerned. Here's uh, KJP talking about how Republicans are going to shut down the government. Uh, it also shows that the the what we were able to do, even with uh, the strong labor market, uh, that was because of the plan, the economic policies that the president put forth. Wait, wait, wait what what was uh, what were the plans other than executive orders? What were, what were the plans? You like the plans for the border? I mean, what was the plan there to really bleep things up? Open the border, wreck the country. If that's the plan. You did a great job. So he put in the work. And here's the thing. And I'll. Yeah, but he's vacations every weekend. Add more, and I'm, I'm happy to hear your next question. Congressional Republicans have been very, very clear on what they want what to is do. That? And yeah. this is the choice that what the president that? talks about that yes. Americans have to decide on. Yeah. They have to make. Mm -hmm. They have said yes. that the first thing that they're going to repeal is the Inflation Reduction Act. Which Yeah, yeah, because it didn't reduce inflation at all. It was a big lie. $400 million billion toward green energy nonsense. And uh, and another $400 million or $80 million, billion for the IRS to hire armed agents to go after people. That's what the Inflation Reduction Act was. Actually lowers costs for American people. They have said... Yeah, you said also that it'll you'll get a tax credit if you buy $30,000 windows for your house. That's the savings they're talking about. And here's Janet Yellen. She's a, you know Secretary of the Treasury talking about uh, uh, inflation and, uh, and when it's going to come down. You know, they just passed the Inflation Reduction Act. The reason why they passed the Inflation Reduction Act is they did it by hook or by crook against the will of the American people without Republican votes. And it wasn't about inflation reduction at all. Do you need proof? I have confidence that inflation will come down over the next year or two. So... I believe that what they're doing will work. Wait, 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 wait. The Inflation Reduction Act was a response to inflation that's happening now. It was meant to help the American people, or at least you said it was. That's why you were able to push it through against the will of the American people. That's how they were able to spend $400 billion on green energy nonsense, green cars, electric cars nobody wants, and 85,000 new IRS agents fully armed to go after people. Uh, that's, what, uh, that's what you said, uh, and uh, that's not a part of reducing inflation. Do you believe it's peaked? So I'm not positive. I, I don't want to forecast month by month uh, inflation numbers. The most recent data suggests we still have inflation that's unacceptably high. Well, why is that? You passed the Inflation Reduction Act. You you said you, you created the Inflation Reduction Act. You came up with the name Inflation Reduction Act as a way to fool the American people in believing that you're actually going to reduce inflation. Yeah, and it has it. And now this Yahoo, who looks like a uh, a white-topped mushroom, by the way, probably smells like one too. Janet Yellen says, "Oh yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, it's not going to kick in for about two years. Really, you're being played." 
Uh, much more on this and your phone calls, 800-922-6680. It's a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. I have confidence that inflation will come down over the next year or two. So I believe that what they're doing will work. No, no, no. Now, wait a minute. The Inflation Reduction Act was was passed uh, against the will of the American people because it was going to reduce inflation. I mean, Janet Yellen's almost kind of like saying, I don't know, maybe they lied. They put a label on a bill that really had nothing to do with uh, reducing inflation at all. Maybe it was just, I was thinking a bunch of words yesterday for what the government's doing to you. Uh, <clears throat> Horn swoggling. Horn swoggling. Uh, flim flam. That was, a, that was an old-timey expression that Joe Biden probably used back when he was uh, <clears throat> living on the frontier. Uh, anyway, horn swoggled. Flim flammed. Uh, taken to the cleaners. Played. Bamboozled. Bamboozled. These are all the things that the uh, government thinks that they're doing, but they're not. And when you hear things like Janet Yellen, the uh, Treasury Secretary, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, with the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, we're going to have inflation for a couple of years. You know, a couple more years. I don't think it's going to peak, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm usually right about about everything. No, actually, Democrats have been completely wrong about inflation. This is uh, the Democrat montage from over a year ago, where they said inflation would only be around for a little time. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Wait, well, that's Janet Yellen right there at the top of that montage. And then didn't she just say that they weren't going to see inflation? We weren't going to see inflation? Now she's saying we got it, and it maybe hasn't peaked yet, and we can't fix it for a couple years. It's almost like we're being, hold on a second, hornswoggled. Most economic analysts have believed that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster-than-expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about it. This great, great thing. Well, let's not talk about how you woke up this morning. This is something that will uh, settle down. <laughs> transitory. Transitory. It's transitory, Janet Yellen. That's Janet Yellen, uh, June of 2021. The data shows that most of the prices... And you know what? This is what happens when you put uh, career bureaucrats and, uh, and uh, academics in charge. They just bleep things up. They just bring back 
tired, hackneyed uh, uh, boardroom nonsense to the uh, public sector, and then they just bleep things up. <clears throat> and normally, because you know, so many in the mainstream media, big social media, are uh, brainwashed and have gone through the indoctrination process in public schools, they're completely down with it. <clears throat> Not only did U.S. business sector slump for the fourth straight month in October, the pace of the deterioration also picked up. I don't know if you knew this, kids. Data from S&P Global indicated on Monday. And manufacturers and services uh, businesses reported weaker demand. Now, I had mentioned this the other day because, uh, the, uh, for instance, uh, they're cutting um, Halloween stuff. Halloween stuff is not selling very well because people have to decide between Christmas or Halloween. So they're not going big on Halloween this year. And then also the the iPhone 14, they had to cut production by 40% because people have decided that maybe an $800 to $1,200 phone is not a good idea when uh, you can't afford groceries. There's that, yeah. The Flash Composite Purchasing Managers Index, the PMI fell to uh, 47.3 this month from 49.5 in September. This suggests an acceleration of the decline of business activity to what S&P said is the second fastest fall in almost two and a half years. Business linked the decline to weak client demand and the impact of inflation and higher interest rates. And this is what uh, failed Democrat policies do. They always result in higher spending, printing money, using uh, interest rates to try to stem the inflation, and actually causing inflation to blow up, kind of like the housing market has done. I was talking to a friend of mine. He, uh, he left the car business, got into uh, uh, mortgages. He said, uh, not a good time to do that. He's been doing it for about two years, and this last year has been pretty tough. America's housing prices are facing a stunning downfall, with the West Coast facing the fastest drops up to 10% in places like San Jose, San Francisco. Uh, experts say the trend will spread to the uh, Northeast. So it's starting there. Have you ever watched those shows on HGTV? My wife always, you know, she makes sure we have to watch uh, all these shows on HGTV. And you go out to California, and they're buying a fixer-upper for a million dollars, putting, a, you know, half a million dollars into it and selling it for $2.5 million. That's not happening so much. It's not happening the way it used to. It's kind of uh, blowing up, kind of blowing up. The Democrat chances of retaining the House and Senate are becoming less and less likely due to all-time record high metrics within midterm polling. This according to a survey by NBC News. 71% of registered voters say the nation under Democrat rule is on the wrong track. That doesn't sound very good, does it? That doesn't sound very good when 71% of registered voters say the nation under Democrat rule is on the wrong track. A record high disapproval, only 20% say the nation is on the right track. But please, keep con- continue to defend it. KJP, continue to defend it, Joe Biden, before you wander off into the trees like you did yesterday. 57% disapprove of Joe Biden's mismanagement of the economy, a record high 38% uh, improvement. Here's something worse. You ready for this? Uh, a Wednesday Politico morning consult poll, 81%. Of voters say the Democrats' economy will be a major factor in how they vote. 80% say the same about inflation. There you go. You make your bed, you lie in it. And then this. Billionaires Michael Bloomberg and Tom Steyer have drastically uh, reined in campaign contributions by over $100 million ahead of the likely red wave coming November the 8th. It's not red. Communists are red. 
Uh, but anyway, it's going to be a uh, Republican wave compared to political contributions in the 2018 midterm cycle. Bloomberg has given about $35 million less in 2022. Steyer given about $67 million less, according to the Huffington Post. Bloomberg and Steyer both ran for president in 2020. Are you ready for this? Biggest waste of money since the Inflation Reduction Act and the war in Ukraine. All right, you ready for this? They spent $1.1 billion and $420 million, respectively, during the 2022 campaign cycle, and neither one of them got 1% of the vote. <laughs> this is just fantastic. This is just fantastic. And then Hillary Clinton is, is she's, you ever see that, uh, what was it, Minority Report with uh, Tom Cruise came out years ago. I think it's had Max von Sydow in it and a few others. And, and you could get arrested for thinking about a crime, for a pre-crime. Well, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is saying, even though she has never really said that the 2016 uh, election was not stolen by Donald Trump, uh, she says the 2024 election will likely be stolen by Republicans. The 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have... Oh, that's me. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I think I'm also a fascist and a white supremacist. What else? Oh, oh, it did that. Wasn't it uh, Michael Steele on MSNBC said that I'm a flea or a tick? A plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. Are they changing election laws in different states? And is there a billionaire dropping hundreds and hundreds of drop boxes? And do they have a plan for shutting down the vote count on the night of the election with our candidate uh, behind and their candidate leading? Then the next morning, millions and millions of votes coming in for our candidate almost exclusively like they did for Joe Biden in 2020. Is that what they're talking about? Because I haven't heard any of that yet. Maybe I've been in the wrong Zoom calls. The right-wing-controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures. Yes, you heard me that correctly. This is from uh, the party that wants to get rid of the filibuster and the electoral college. State legislatures, the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote, or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state. Boy, she still has it in for the electoral college, doesn't she? <laughs> this is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, last night, Ron DeSantis had a, uh, a debate with uh, Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist has no chance of winning. Charlie Crist is the penultimate uh, opportunistic politician who has no life unless he has some sort of office. All right. He switched parties. He switches sides. He, he's a chameleon. I mean, he is a chameleon with regard to uh, where he can go to find people to vote for him and where he can possibly uh, be in office. But he's done. I mean, he's he's kaput. He's yeah, there's no there's no chance of him winning this election. Uh, and here is uh, Ron DeSantis basically saying that uh, uh, Charlie Crist is an old donkey who needs to be put out to pasture. No, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess Charlie Chris asked Ron DeSantis, would you, uh, would you complete your term? Would you, would you, uh, would you not run in for anything else in 2024? 
like that really matters at all right now. State of Florida, successful uh, survival of uh, COVID, people moving there by the hundreds of thousands from Democrat states, doing everything right, outstanding performance as far as the hurricane uh, is concerned, rebuilding roads and bridges that in a Democrat-held place would be still being constructed. Joe Biden, after all, has been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and the infrastructure is still broken. Still broken. Despite infrastructure spending. Is that has that been fixed yet? Because he he spent about a million a billion uh, no trillion five on infrastructure at the beginning of his term. Uh, is it fixed? And then uh, Barack Obama spent about eight hundred billion dollars on infrastructure. Did it did it get fixed? Nah, no. Ron DeSantis though, if there's that uh, causeway going out to Captiva, hey, rebuilt that sucker in two weeks carrying cargo already. All the roads uh, cleaned off within two weeks. Uh, 99% power uh, uh, back on across the affected area in less than two weeks. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, with that, uh, are you going to you going to promise to stay the governor to through your entire term? Oh yeah, who cares? Who cares? And and if somebody taps uh, Ron DeSantis to be a VP candidate along uh, Donald Trump, nobody's going to complain about it except for Democrats because they know they're going to be absolutely have their rear ends handed to them. Um, I've got a little more audio from uh, Ted Cruz. He was on The View yesterday. Did you see that? The, 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 I always get those. Uh, I always screw up the name of that show. I call it the Harpies from Hell show because it sounds so much like The View. See, what I, and I've talked about this before. Sometimes when, I, when I'm describing The View, I'll accidentally say the Harpies from Hell show because they sound so alike. So I've got a little bit about that. Uh, Hillary Clinton says the 2024 election is going to be stolen. Uh, The Democrats have said the 2016 election has been stolen for five years. Yesterday, Ted Cruz goes on The View. I don't even know. I mean, I know he's trying to sell a book, but really? The View? What's What's the point? I mean, honestly, but we got some uh, red-hot audio from that yesterday. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike in Nottingham, Maryland real quick. Mike, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Pat. Uh, thanks for taking my phone call. Rob, I'm sorry, Rob. That's thanks okay. Thanks for taking my phone call. Uh, I wanted to uh, hear what you have to say about this. You and I and all the listening audience and all Americans are sending $4 trillion a year to the federal government to fund government programs. You'd think that they could fund government programs and use a little bit to pay down the debt each year. But no, that's not enough for Joe Biden. He wants a $6 trillion budget. Uh, And so we're not, our $4 trillion that we're sending into him isn't enough. Yeah, Mike, Mike, you know what I've said, and I've been saying this for uh, well over a decade, probably 15 years, uh, and that is, why is it that Washington, D.C. never has to cut like we have to in our houses? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why isn't Washington, D.C. cutting out every 40% of their budget? Why is that? Why are they still living high on the hog? Why is Nancy Pelosi still living high on the hog? Uh, honestly, it is, it is utterly ridiculous. And I will tell you, that one of the things that I really had a problem with Donald Trump was he was not a hawk on the budget. He was not a hawk on spending. And it is damned time that the government was, uh, had to endure the same sort of cuts that you and I have had to uh, receive and, and, and had to make in our households, and we're going to have to make this winter. Thanks for the call. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Last hour of the show today, Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. (laughs) 
I love it. I love that show. I really do. I love it. I uh, can talk to him about a bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe even you can call in and ask him, you know, hey, I got a whatever. It's, is it worth anything? I don't know. We may have time for that. Who the heck knows? But it's going to be uh, coming up on the show. Uh, also, I want to remind you this. I'm, I'm doing something at home here. Uh, just because I don't know where gas prices are going to go this winter. I don't know what's going to happen as far as, uh, you know, the price of fuel is concerned. I know that the air conditioning for our house doubled this year from $200 a month to $400 a month. And so we got this uh, little generator. It is a solar generator, and uh, it is uh, amazing. And if you want to check it out, go to roboffgrid.com. It's this wonderful little generator. We're going we're gonna to hook it up to my wife's she shed for emergencies. So if we need refrigeration, the computer, uh, heat and cool and all that. We're going to go out there. So if you want to check this company out, roboffgrid.com, roboffgrid.com. And I'll be sharing my experience on uh, on social media. But if you want to uh, learn more about this wonderful little solar generator that I have, go to roboffgrid.com. I was, uh, I was at Walmart this morning. I want to mention something. And uh, I'm one of those. I'm that guy. I'm the guy who talks to you in the grocery store line. I'm the guy who's in the back of the Uber, and I strike up a conversation because I'm interested in people. And today I was uh, standing in front of uh, my cashier. Uh, she's a uh, a Hispanic woman, like that matters. And uh, she, you know, I'm talking. And she goes, "How's your radio show?" I said, "It's really good." She goes, "I really need to listen because I need to figure out, you know, I'm going to be voting and all this, and I need to figure out how to vote." And I said, "Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but I would definitely not consider voting for Democrats right now." Because they've been so bat guano crazy over everything, including transgenderism, including the sexualization of our children, including the open border. And uh, there's this woman standing uh, second in line, and she just happens to be a person of color. And the uh, the person who's the cashier, she goes, oh, excuse us, we didn't want to offend you if you, you know, talk in politics here. And she goes... Uh, well, I'm not offended. Why would I be offended? Well, I think the cashier thought maybe because she's a person of color, she voted Democrat. And she may. But the woman behind me, she said, no, I agree with everything you're saying. I think it's nonsense. Uh, I think this, this sexualization of our kids and transgenderism, are you, are you out of your mind? Open southern border, are you out of your mind? I said, I said, you know what? This is great because you know, I don't know what you, uh, where you are. I, I like to consider myself, I'm a, I'm a conservative. And, uh, and, and I'm not happy with the direction of the country. Certainly not happy with the price of groceries. How about you? Oh, no, I, I think we're going the wrong direction. I said, well, then we can agree on this. This is something we can agree on. We love the country. I literally said this. We can agree we love the country, right? Yes. We can agree that we are thankful that we were born in this country and not in the caste system in uh, India, uh, digging through trash in a landfill to make a living, to feed our family. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So the country's on the wrong track. Yes. Okay, but we love the country. Yes. Okay, cool. Then we agree. That's how it's done. That's what I read. 81% of the American public think the country's going in the wrong direction. What? Yeah, I just read it. I just read it economically. And 70% overall of Democrats think the country's going in the wrong direction. Democrats. Who's in charge? Joe Biden. Let's go to Allen in Dundalk, Maryland. Hello there, Allen. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hello, Rob. How are you doing today? I am glorious. What's up? I was listening to your conversation about inflation, and I was yeah. thinking about it more and more and more. Uh, in, the effects of inflation are forever. Yeah. Now, let me explain what I'm talking about. Real quick. Go ahead. In 1970, if you had $1 in your pocket, it is now worth 13 cents. Yeah. And in 1970, if you look back in 1973, it was 6.2%, and it's the same 
track we're experiencing right now. Yeah. Because it hit its high it hit its highest point in nineteen eighty at thirteen and a half percent. Yeah. Every time you have inflation, it is because of poor financial policy. When you're printing more money and you're flooding the system with money, you devalue every dollar that currently exists prior to that printing. Absolutely. Alan, you are spot on. I got to take a break, my brother. I do appreciate it, but you are uh, you're appreciative of the choir here. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you've ever wanted to generate your own supply of free electricity, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. With new grid vulnerabilities, with electrical rates rising faster than any time in American history, there's never been a better time to protect your family with a plug-and-play solar generator. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Runs sump pumps, shortwave radios, computers, even keeps food from spoiling. Whether it's dangerous storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Go to RobOffGrid.com. RobOffGrid.com to learn more. Use coupon code ROB and get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses. Available now at RobOffGrid.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour and two with the Rob Carson Show. We've got uh, Ted Cruz uh, yesterday on the Harpies from Hell. I mean the View Show. Uh, getting heckled by a crowd member and then talking about the uh, stolen election. And, you know, it's interesting, and I've said this before, that uh, the Democrats came up with an expression this uh, the last two years and it's uh, disinformation or or misinformation uh, it is a term coined by joseph stalin and what it was uh, created for was to silence any opposition to government mandates that's what it existed for if the government declares something disinformation then it is so. I can't just suddenly say something is disinformation. I don't have the power to do that. I don't have the ability to go after people for saying what I believe is, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, opposite of what they believe. I don't, you know, like the, the U.S. government is doing with people who don't believe in CRT, uh, don't believe in uh, this uh, transgender nonsense, don't believe in uh, uh, abortion until you're born, and consequently the U.S. government, the Justice Department is going after people for spreading what the government considers to be misinformation or disinformation. The only organization that could ever, in good standing, mandate what is misinformation or disinformation is the government. Are the people in charge in the government? And they tried that on us. And it took a few people to say, uh, bull crap, there's truth, and there's lying, uh, and there is uh, misinformation is in the, in the eye of the beholder, all right? So I believe that January 6th was a Reichstag moment set up by the Democrat Party uh, during a one-million-person 
protest against election irregularities on January the 6th in the United States Capitol. Even the FBI admitted 14 left-leaning groups had infiltrated the crowd. And we are discovering that the FBI was involved. All right? We know that. But the government calls my view of that disinformation without argument. You can't, you can't argue. You can't say, oh, no, 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 uh, that, that, that's, uh, that was, uh, it all happened, or, you know, it didn't happen. It's ridiculous. And you've been told that if you believe that Hunter Biden's laptop was for real, and it was, and it is, that was disinformation, according to the government. And if you believed that uh, Hillary Clinton had more to do with Russia collusion in the 2016 election than Donald Trump ever uh, was, it, we've been proven right. The FBI spent $40 million of your tax money to find out that it was all, it all belonged to Hillary Clinton and the FBI and the DNC to create a phony dossier. And the, the FBI even offered uh, the guy who, uh, uh, a person involved, Christopher Steele, a million dollars to prove the allegations in the dossier, which was made up by a Russian operative and paid for by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. They've already paid a fine for it. So it happened. But the government still says, oh, yeah, that's misinformation and disinformation. Well, how many other things are <clears throat> that they say are misinformation and disinformation are actually true? Uh, you know, uh, everything. Every time you hear the government say something is misinformation or disinformation, immediately believe what the person is saying who is supposedly spewing disinformation and misinformation because the government has successfully in many cases, misled us into believing something else. Like masks were effective in stopping the spread of COVID. Like the vaccine would stop the spread. These are all now misinformation and disinformation. But if you said anything about it during the height of the pandemic, you were the liar. You were the spreader of false information. Unbelievable, to be quite honest. This is uh, Ted Cruz yesterday on the Harpies from <clears throat> Did it again. The View being uh, heckled by an audience member. It's very simple. If you look at inflation, the, the Nobel laureate economist Milton Friedman explained that in the United States, inflation has one cause and one cause only. This is what the left does. They, uh, they yell at you. They do this on campuses, too, by the way. When conservative speakers come onto campus, you know, they just uh, shout them down because they can't win in an argument. Inflation in the United States has one cause and one cause only, and that is when the federal government spends too much money. Okay. We have seen trillions and trillions of... This is what children do when you don't give them candy at the candy aisle checkout. Hence the expression, candy aisle kids. Dollars spent by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Just last year, last year the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues. Most money in history we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion. And that's what... No, you can't have a candy bar. You cover climate here, guys. Excuse me! Now this is... uh, Whoopi jumping in here and saying, hey, if anybody's good to demean and shout down the guests, it's going to be me, not you audience members. Excuse me. Ladies, ladies, excuse us. Presumably you are ladies. We could be wrong on that one. Let us do our job. Let us do our job. Yeah, let us heckle him and shout him down and argue nonsense. We hear what you have to say, but you got to go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's some delightful parting gifts for you. Now here is uh, Ted Cruz talking about uh, Hillary Clinton saying that the election of 2016 was stolen and a lot of the members of The View saying that the election was stolen. But uh, we can't say that 2020 uh, was uh, stolen. 
try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump but, stole but the election. They didn't storm the Capitol. They didn't try to kill my father. Oh, God, I mean, honestly. If I had to sit in that gaggle, uh, you know, with very sexist stuff. No, if it were a bunch of guys, I'd say the same thing. It's like, just, I can't do this. And then you got this faux Republican, apparently used to work for the, uh, the Trump administration. She's a faux Republican. She's not Republican on anything. She's not conservative on anything. She's part of the gaggle as well. Who said, who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate. Right. And, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate. Did, did, well, she said to somebody in the back, said it was stolen. 2016 was stolen. No, it wasn't. Republicans win, the, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change. But we'll go to the floor. We'll okay. we'll we we'll did, did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across... I, yeah, I guess you did miss that. No, this country an were burning and, and police cars... Well, she doesn't know what an Antifa riot is. Yeah, I know. Uh, just, yeah. Why do you even subject yourself to this? Yeah, Fire I guess you Your it. position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how didn't do we do, make you sense just of that? accused us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we it's said sitting here, and you were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate. Yes, for uh, let's listen to a montage of Democrats that lasted literally uh, six years, six years of election denial that uh, Whoopi Goldberg is suddenly saying it never happened. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's what real I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that? Is that Charlemagne for God? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> this sounds like election denial to me. <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. There's Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg said that Donald Trump, or she called Donald Trump the next morning and said the election was was perfectly fine. President-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by... Have any of these people been uh, taken off of social media? Have any of these people had their uh, books taken off the New York Times bestseller list? Have any of these people been uh, hounded off the air, uh, removed from their jobs for saying that the election was stolen? Have any of these people had their products stricken from stores like Mike Lindell with MyPillow for believing that the election was stolen in 2020. No, not a damn one of them. That's why I talk about the, uh, the apartheid against conservatives in this country as exemplified by what I just said. People can get away on the left with denying that the 2016 election was legitimate, and it was, 
and then completely ignore the reams of evidence, the millions of minutes of video, the the data, the cell phone data, the United States FBI, the DOJ uses and has used to go after uh, January 6th protesters. The same sort of system was used by Dinesh D'Souza to find 2,000 mules that repeatedly went to drop boxes, and then when they were done dropping off the, the votes in the drop boxes that Mark Zuckerberg placed there, uh, multiple ballots wearing blue rubber gloves, then uh, depositing, taking a picture of the ballots, putting them into the ballot box, taking off the rubber gloves, and throwing them into a trash nearby. Nothing to see here! Just hundreds of times it was done. Just stopping vote counting on election night in five battleground states that Joe Biden had to win to win the election. They said there was a uh, a, a water main burst in Atlanta. It never bleeping happened. And they chased people out of the room and they pulled out ballot boxes, cases of ballots, and ran them multiple times in the dead of the night in the favor of Joe Biden to the tune of nearly 100% of votes by the millions coming in. Election laws changed by different states to favor Democrats before the election. I could go on and on and on. In 2016, there was zero evidence of election malfeasance, unless you look at Hillary Clinton, the FBI, and the damn dossier that they went to a FISA court to get a warrant to literally do a wholesale warrant. Search like they did at Mar-a-Lago, except for electronically against the Trump campaign, the Trump transition team, and the Trump White House. You just got your ass handed to you. Congratulations, View. You just got it, and I must, I must say, it must be a hell of a large tray to uh, handle that amount of asses. I'm just saying, it's got to be, it's got to be pretty big. It's got to be pretty big. Coming up, uh, you will not believe what John Fetterman's team is saying about the debate tonight against Mehmet Oz. They are already making excuses for his failure. That's coming up. And then we're going to get to this uh, MSNBC reporter questioning a bunch of people who wonder really what happened on January the 6th. And she didn't have her facts together. And they had her for lunch. I'm going to share that audio and your thoughts at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. So, you know, Italy now has a conservative in power. Uh, also, did you know that Sweden last month made a sharp turn right and fired the woke leftist social democrats who've dominated government throughout the country's history? With the formation of a new conservative government last week, the uh, citizens will now hopefully reap the rewards. New Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Christensen, of course his name is Ulf Christensen, I mean, come on, it's like Thor's dad or something, announced a new direction on several national issues with the most acute shift on immigration. Sweden, for decades, ordered uh, operated a lax policy toward immigrants and ignored the challenges uh, integrating millions of people from across the world, especially from Muslim countries. Uh, since uh, they've opened their borders, rapes have increased 2,200 percent. 2,200 percent. 
You're saying that all Muslim people are rapists. No, I'm not. No, nah, no. It's just when you open your borders and you don't question people's like intentions of being there or whether they're criminals like coming from uh, 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 prisons in uh, Venezuela that are being emptied out by the leader of Venezuela to come to the United States. Yeah, these things happen, and they're happening to us. Listen to everything I say about Sweden and realize it's happening to us. Okay? Listen, 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 listen. So rapes have increased 2,200% since 1975, 42,936 in the last five years. 61 places in Sweden are now no-go zones with police out, uh, allowing extremists to operate unimpeded due to them being outnumbered. Huh, they must have defunded their police. Kind of weird, 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 weird. Christensen said in Parliament he promised a review of the penal code. No, it's not what you think. <clears throat> and expanded powers to police to fight criminal gangs that have grown more powerful and violent in recent years. The populist conservative party, for, listen, 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 for years was slandered as Nazis, probably also fascists. Isn't that weird? By the media and political establishment for decrying the impact of Sweden's open borders, pro-crime policies on her uh, people. Despite the unified opposition, the Sweden Democrats steadily increase their, their support each election and now uh, are the second largest party in government. So they did the same thing to conservatives over there. And uh, they got keelhauled in this election because the media, the government, were trying the same crap they're trying here, opening the borders, saying there's nothing to see here, watching crime throw through the ceiling, and they got their arses handed to them. Conservatives in Sweden, uh, though only have a thin majority, must uh, withstand the upcoming assaults to collapse the government and put the globalist left back in control. Sweden would be lost for good should this occur. So when we take office after November the 8th, we need to make people pay for the abuses and usurpations. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Let's go to a Shane in Australia. We need a uh, report from down under, as it were. Shane, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are things with you? Yeah, good day, Rob. Thanks for taking my call, and I'm loving your program, and I love your spirit, mate. You're a true um, representative of the, Austra- the American and the Australian people in regards to the freedom of speech and the, the uh, intelligence you're talking about is the same um, problems we're having down here. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, since the end of World War II, we've been subtly um, social, psychologically engineered by what I'd say foreign interests to um, be dysfunctionalised from the real um, legacy our forefathers fought for in two world wars and yeah. a really healthy uh, social system. Well, Shane, it's real troublesome to me because and we've had this discussion before. I always looked at uh, Australia as our brothers in spirit. Uh, and, of course, I'm including sisters. But, but a, a, a country that was founded on, uh, well, certainly it was a penal colony, right, Shane? Isn't that? But, but besides that, uh, but it, uh, founded on uh, rugged, individual, uh, rugged individualism uh, for um, uh, independence. Uh, that's what I thought of as far as Australia but this new group of, of leaders that have been ushered into Australia have really wimpified the, the country. Do you see things changing, sir? Well, look, you call it a penal, a penal colony, but I'd say um, uh, we were, a lot of us were sent over as slaves um, for the uh, original um, corporate uh, group that now controls gotcha. us. Gotcha. And basically um, they were taking people out of Ireland and other countries 
uh, because they were tr- the troublemakers who wanted yes. uh, freedom of speech and just decent um, upbringings for generations. And yeah. as, w- as we know, we're being generationally, social, psychologically engineered. This is not um, just yeah. happening overnight. Uh, this is very sophisticatedly being done. And I'd just like to throw this into the mix, Rob, because as we yes, were sir. talking, we do know Stanley Milgram did um, landmark studies in the 60s and um, he found that um, under coercion that these people were, who were being experimented on, they didn't know, that they were actually um, in a room and they had to give electric shock treatment to somebody in another room under coercion. And um, they found that 65% of the people would give the electric shock under the right instructions, even though the <laughs> yes. person on the, yes. would be dead. Yeah. So a lot of these people who are now molesting our children when they're going through developmental areas where they need proper care and proper psychological uh, care in regards to their um, maybe confusion of who they are as a gender, they're being jumped on to... Um, the, uh, you know, it's, pet- it's pedophilia, cl- classic pedophilia, really. And, and Shane, and Shane, and remember the remember the uh, the expression I've been using from Voltaire: "Those who believe atro- uh, uh, absurdities will commit atrocities." So they will they will become the prison camp guards. Uh, for instance, they will they will tell you you need to be uh, six feet away from someone. They will tell you you have to get a vaccine. They will tell you you need to keep your kids home from school. They will commit all of these things, uh, and, and, and regardless of how much pain it causes, because because they're in charge. So in, in, that's how we've seen this manifested change. It's a great analogy. Yeah, well, Stanley Milgram was inspired by the Holocaust and how he, he wondered why do these people, you know, and they're having parties and they were quite happy. And you, if you looked at some of these people, you wouldn't pick them, these Nazis who were uh, torturing the uh, Jewish people and all the other poor people. And uh, he found that, um, you know, 65% of the people, you know, including all around you, uh, have got the potential to... Um, you know, torture you. All right, Shane, like, uh, Shane, we got to run. Well, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, we had all these people saying that people who uh, didn't take the vaccine should be put down. Arnold Schwarzenegger, we know who'd be the prison camp guards, don't we? Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Named Robert, and uh, I used to work with him in the car biz. I, I mentioned him earlier. He's selling mortgages, and uh, uh, things have taken uh, taken a hit. And uh, he's he's glad he has weekends off, but you know, financially taking a hit. His family's taking a hit because of rising interest rates. The uh, the once hot. Uh, real estate market has gone cold, and, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, listen, literally like seven, eight months ago, car across the street from us, or, or a house across the street from us, there were 40 cars there for a weekend open house. They sold the dang house by Saturday, way over asking. And that was the beginning of the year when mortgage rates were 3%. Now they're 7 going to be 8.59. And uh, if you're in a house right now and you've got a mortgage rate of 3%, you ain't doing nothing. You know, you know who's going to benefit from this? Cash buyers. Cash buyers. They will. And who are they? They're big corporations. They are buying up homes. This is happening across the country. They're buying up homes and renting them out. So the dream of American homeownership is, uh, you know, for now anyway. Uh, anyway, I was talking to my friend Robert, and uh, he said, you know, my wife, uh, she's just bat guano left of center nuts. Said I'm I'm liberal and and he is he calls himself a socialist he's not really a socialist you don't sell cars for a living and be a socialist uh, you know you're you're a capitalist it's just you know he's left leaning on a lot of things and he said his his wife is literally shut out her family mom dad everybody done 
because they're conservative. And there's a, there is an illness. There is an illness. This uh, Trump derangement syndrome, and it is. That's where it all uh, stems from, is uh, Donald Trump supported Donald Trump. Bell of the ball until he ran for president. And then we realized how dangerous he was to the Democrat Party. And his wife is, you know, not even having anything to do with her family. The family's hoping maybe she'll come back. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I broke bread with liberals my entire life. Honestly, all of our friends, most of our friends, my wife and I, have been liberal. I don't know why. It just happens. In Cincinnati, in Minneapolis, in uh, Washington, D.C., all liberal. We'd hang out. We wouldn't really talk politics. They knew I was conservative. But then when Donald Trump ran for president, and then when I became a conservative talk show host, everybody in my life, everybody, essentially everybody who is a liberal in my life, no longer has anything to do with me. And it it is... um, it's it's uh, troubling to understand being an empathetic individual how somebody could do that. I have a, I have a, essentially a, an adopted daughter. She was a uh, Easter Seals kid in the early 90s, and, and uh, she became my buddy. I was there. The first walks that, that she took without her walker, she walked to my arms. She won't have anything to do with me anymore. Does that hurt? Yeah, it really, really hurts. But I, I got to tell you, if somebody is willing to cast you aside because of your political beliefs, they were never your friend in the first place. There's something wrong. There really is something wrong with somebody who would do that. My friends in Maryland are that way. My friend uh, Mike, you're no longer welcome in our house. Okay. We broke bread thousands of times. We spent every New Year's together with your family for 15 years. What, and you don't want anything to do with me anymore. I mean, we are right now, we are at um, loggerheads, as it were, as far as the future of the country is concerned. And uh, we've got to turn the country around with the good people of the country who believe that it's still the greatest country in the history of mankind. The people who hate the country, there's no hope for them. They can go off and live in California. I don't give a rat's behind. But this has happened, you know, and I think it's a damn shame. I think it's a damn shame. But I will just have to find uh, someone else to break bread with, I guess. I guess I, I'm not. Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't base my friendships on ideology. Not one little bit. Not one little bit. I don't care if you're liberal. We can hang out. We can talk. We can party. We can, you know, whatever. It's never bothered me. I just don't understand it. I really don't. It's it's, it's hurtful. It, it's hurtful. It is uh, it is wretched and hurtful. Hey, let's talk about a brain damaged guy running for senate in Pennsylvania, shall we? John Fetterman. Hey, Mister Fetterman, why won't you debate? Brain you must think that Dr. Oz would really beat you. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, this could seal your fate. Your cowardice debating could defeat you. The debates tonight. Fetterman's a phony. He's not worked a single day. They're making excuses. He must think that it's okay. To lounge around and play on daddy's money In a hoodie He only paid a dollar for the condo where he stays His own bills he never pays <laughs> And I'm amazed that people do not find this funny It isn't funny, it's deadly serious Hey, Mr. Fetterman, soon you'll be found out you're afraid of Dr. Oz, we know that much is true. <laughs> hey, Mr. Fetterman, you're protected, there's no doubt. Uh-huh. 
by the liberal media enabling you. So Fetterman's campaign pre-debate spin. Uh, this is interesting. This is interesting. The Senate campaign of a recovering stroke victim, uh, John Fetterman, issued a statement Monday in advance of Tuesday's debate tonight with uh, Mamet Oz, downplaying expectations for Fetterman's performance while offering a ready-made excuse for any failings by the brain-damaged candidates. Listen to this. This is remarkable. And if you think this is acceptable, if you think it's cool that uh, Carrie Lake's opponent, Katie Hobbs, will not debate her on stage, you are seriously messed up. If, if you are for a candidate who will dodge debate about who is right and who is wrong, if, you're, if you just want that person to run for office without answering any questions, uh, it's going to come back and bite you in the, uh, in the rear end. All right? So the statement says, we'll admit that John, uh, this isn't John's format. If we're all being honest, Oz clearly comes into Newsday night with a built-in advantage. Listen to this. Listen to this. So uh, the, uh, the debate host, uh, WHTM-TV, posted a video report showing the closed captioning system for Fetterman will use during the debate, which is set for tonight. Screen images show the twin screen set up behind the moderators to aid Fetterman. Dr. Oz, now this is what the statement says from the Fetterman campaign. Dr. Oz has been a professional TV personality for two decades. As the Philadelphia Inquirer's top uh, political reporters wrote, even before his stroke, Fetterman wasn't, a, wasn't great at debates. Listen to this. We'll admit, this isn't John's format. Look no further than the debates from the primary earlier this year. On the other hand, Oz is a polished daytime host who knows his camera angles and how to craft TV moments. He also is intellectually and morally superior to uh, Shrek, which is John Fetterman. John is ready to share his vision for Pennsylvania, defend his record, and make the case against Oz. He's going to be talking about the real ideas to help real people. But if we're being honest, Oz clearly comes into the Tuesday night with a built-in advantage. And it's all because of his, uh, uh, not because he can speak. It's because his ideas are superior and John Fetterman's are tried and true and fail and fail. We know that Oz is going to use this debate to try to obscure his own extreme positions like calling all abortions murder and his litany of disingenuous flip-flops. Sure. Oz will try to play the nice doctor on Tuesday night, but his campaign's attack on John's health have consistently been mean-spirited and cruel. No, it's not. It's just saying he had a stroke, he needs to focus on getting better, and he's not able to be a senator. It's like saying, well, you're in a car accident, you lost the use of your legs, uh, you can't be in the NFL anymore. Sorry. We won't forget this is the same doctor whose campaign has mocked John Yusuf, closed captioning technology, joked about him needing bathroom breaks and medical staff nearby, and said he wouldn't have had a stroke if he ate vegetables. Well, all of that is nonsense. It doesn't make it fun of anybody. Just uh, looking at the reality of the situation. There's a point where we have to say that someone cannot perform the duties they are tasked with because of an infirmity. That's what it's all about. Finally, he says, we're, uh, we are prepared for Oz's allies' right-wing media to circulate malicious viral videos after the debate that will paint John in a negative light because of awkward pauses, missing some words, um, uh, mushing over words together. No, it's because his, his ideas suck, and they've always failed. The captioning process may also lead to time delays and errors in exchanges between the monitors and the candidates. 
Some amount of human error in the transcription is inevitable, which may cause temporary miscommunications at times. What else are they missing here? The dog ate my homework. I guess. I don't know. Listen to all of this. Uh, John has had a remarkable recovery, but the ongoing auditory processing challenges are real. John knows this won't be easy, but he is showing up because Pennsylvania voters deserve to hear from their candidates for the Senate. No, he's just he's being pressured into it. He has to do it, you see, because this is what people who are running for office have to do. John did not get where he is by winning debates or being a polished speaker. No, he stumbled and bumbled his way through his entire life, actually. He got there because he truly connects with Pennsylvanians. No, he doesn't. Not one little bit. Not one little bit. And if you don't believe me about uh, this man not being able to perform the duties as tasked, just listen to this. We could have picked any part of Pennsylvania where we're going to start the campaign trail starting, right? That's, I think it would be, let, let the voters be the judges as to whether or not he's able to serve or he's fit to serve. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away, Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. He, like, he talks like Tarzan. Tarzan or Tonto. One of those. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income? Yeah, uh, that the, the list of excuses that I just read are all to cover that. And that shows he's not uh, able to be a senator. That's it. Sorry. There have to be some qualifications. There have to be qual- your brain has to work. All right? And uh, and I don't think Joe Biden will make it through a second term to be quite honest. They're already throwing him under the bus or off the ship as it were. Or letting him go down with the SS Titanic. We're going to find this out. Let's go to Tom in Catonsville, Maryland. Hello Tom. Welcome to the Rob Carson show. What's going on? Hi. Listen, Rob. This this Fetterman Oz race is a perfect <laughs> example of why I'm calling. When I look at the polls, I cannot understand why they're only one or two points different. Yeah. Number yes. one, the yes. policies that the Democrats have implemented and want to continue to implement are ruining us. Yeah. They're taking us down the toilet. People are being affected real time in real ways. But in addition to that, he is physically not capable of carrying out his duties right now. Yeah. And I look at these polls, and I just don't think people connect that who I vote for for this position are going to directly affect my life in this way. There's a complete yeah. disconnect. No, you know, no, 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 you know, Tom, actually what it is, it's blindly putting your uh, ideology in front of common sense and reason. That's what it's really about. Any Democrat who would vote for John Fetterman is fooling themselves. That's exactly. just the way it is. And it would almost be understandable if they weren't driving us to the poorhouse. I mean, people are having trouble feeding their families, meeting their bills, meeting their rent. They're talking about, we're only got 25 days of diesel left. Diesel is what brings your food to the market and what heats your home. Yeah. It's it's real life things that are happening, and they need to give up that, that, that loyalty to the big D, which is taking them directly where they don't want to go. Like you were talking in the supermarket, all those people who were saying that they don't agree, I hope they understand that they can't vote for these Democrats. No matter how much they say they love you, their actions show you they don't love you. 
Yeah, Tom, you're exactly right. They need to be voted out of office, and they need to either be introspective and realize that the people have spoken about their failings, or they have to disappear into the dustbin of history. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now we have FJB. It's The Rob Carson Show. So, you know, Cori Bush, she's a uh, Democrat representative from St. Louis. She got famous because she was one of the people who uh, uh, entered the neighborhood where the McCluskeys live. And, uh, and the McCluskeys were outside, and uh, the, the, the husband had a, uh, a rifle, and the wife had a handgun to prevent Black Lives Matter from wrecking their neighborhood. And uh, so she's a race baiter, and she's an anti-police zealot and all of this stuff, and she's a failure. St. Louis, uh, one of the most violent cities in America. And, uh, and her new book is called, it's an autobiography like anybody gives a rat's behind about Cori Bush's life. It's called The Forerunner, a story of pain and perseverance in America. So she's a national politician with a book deal, and would you like to guess how many books that she sold in the first week of the release of her book? <clears throat> You're thinking, wow, if it's going to fail, it probably 10,000 copies would be a failure, right? I mean, 10,000. If you only sold 10,000 copies in a, a country of 330 million people... Man, that would be an ultimate. That would be terrible, right? Uh, you what know, if it was five thousand copies? The death. I mean, it would be over. It would be over. Now, you know, she sold seven hundred twenty-nine copies the first week. Second week, she sold two hundred eighty-eight copies, and uh, most of them probably were for packs. They bought a bunch of them and then uh, sent them off to uh, homeless shelters or uh, or uh, to the landfill. The book is promoted as a raw and moving account of a politician and activist whose life experience, she's been a politician for a year and a half, two years, uh, though underrepresented in the halls of Congress, uh, you know, it's a victim, uh, you know, whatever, uh, reflects some of the same realities and struggles that many Americans face in their everyday lives. Whatever. Yeah, uh, less than a thousand copies. She got a $50,000 book advance on that. <coughs> there you go. Oh, 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 and then, and then uh, Democrats are pulling out all the stops. To uh, make sure that, uh, you know, you think that the Republicans are going to destroy the country. Joe Biden is saying that inflation is going to get terrible, even though it's the worst in 41 years now that he is the president. MSNBC contributed Jason Johnson. Uh, MSNBC is just a giant, uh, not even a polished turd, actually. Just a turd. And, uh, you know, very racist. They got Joy Reid. They got, uh, what's her name, uh, Cross, Christopher Cross. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Christopher Cross. But anyway, um, Tiffany Cross. And they're, I mean, rabid, rabid racist. Nobody's watching this network. But I, I just think I need to bring this up because uh, uh, this, this jackweed, Jason Johnson, says that uh, Republicans uh, want to imprison women and don't think black people should have the right to do anything but play sports. Yeah. Here, here's the first uh, uh, soundbite from MSNBC contributor Jason Jackweed. Johnson. Well, the, the problem, Nicole, that I see with polls that talk about people fearing about threats to democracy, unless your polling is very sophisticated. By the way, he projects everything that the Democrats do on the Republican Party. I'll just give you a heads up. Katie, you're catching multiple people in that because you've got election deniers who will say the same thing and they're liars. And okay, so he called the election deniers liars, even though, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the View hosts have said for five years that the 2016 election was stolen. They're, they're disturbed, right? In addition to your regular Americans who are saying... I'm thinking somebody who denies 2020 election was legit. 
is a lot less disturbed than somebody thinks a little boy's penis should be cut off so he can become a girl. Hey, I went to vote in Georgia and found out that someone who's never just saying met me, never seen me, can launch a voter challenge against me early voting just based on my zip code and demographics. Right. Those are two people who can say, by the way, Georgia election officials would like an apology from politicians like Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams, who claimed that election integrity law in uh, in uh, Georgia would usher in a modern day Jim Crow. They have the highest turnout in history. They smashed early turnout records in the Peach State by Sunday morning. Seven hundred forty thousand voters had voted in person through the uh, same time period in the previous midterm election. Just four twenty eight thousand had turned out to vote early. My number one concern is the protection of American democracy, but they're coming from it from completely opposite ends. And that's part of the problem that we have sometimes in our discussion of these issues. You have one side, which is the majority of the American people who just want to go to work, eat dinner, stay safe, pay less in gas. And those are all Republicans. In fact, there are actually most people, but the Democrat Party is the opposite of what he is saying. He's trying to project, you see. Prices ...and know that they have their, their, their same medical rights that they woke up with earlier this year. Democrat Party made us energy dependent. They also uh, defunded the police and caused crime to go through the ceiling and open the border. And then you have another group of people who are essentially fascists. And they want an authoritarian government. The, those would be the Democrats, the ones who have control of big social media, the mainstream media, the FBI, the DOG and, DOJ, and other agencies. We have to stop pretending that we're talking about friends and neighbors. You're talking about people who want to basically imprison women in their bodies and make them completely subjective to men. Yeah, sure. Uh, just go with that. See what it does for you. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show on this uh, Tuesday, the 25th of October. And write this day down. I have some of the best news that I have seen since Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted. Uh, Are you ready? Are you sitting for this? The Supreme Court of the state of New York has reinstated all employees who were fired for not being vaccinated, ordering back pay, and saying their rights had been violated. The court found Monday that being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. New York City Mayor Eric Adams claimed earlier this year that his administration would not rehire employees who had been fired for their vaccination status, but the New York Supreme Court has said to the state of New York and the COVID dictators who perpetrated this crap on people in New York State to take their vaccine and stick it. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. Military is next. Joe Biden's stupid mandate. The dumbest thing that I've ever seen. your job back. Joe Biden's been in D.C. 
for going on 50 years. Screw you, COVID dictators. And now he's trying to bring us down, playing on people's fears. Your house of cards is coming I've down. seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie. I've seen a lot of pay to play. Come on. With Democrats, I've had it up to here. And now I got the guts to say. Sing it with me. Take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no more. We still got a constitution worth fighting for. It's my body. It's my choice. Ain't that what the liberals say? That's what they say. So take this jab and stick it. This is still the USA. Take this jab and stick it. Hey, this is still the USA. I love it. And I hope this cascades across the country to every one of these. And I'm just going to say it. I know you shouldn't be All these bastards who pulled this crap on you and me when we were screaming no. All of these, these, these bastards who did this to you and me and our kids. My kids had the vaccine. They didn't need the damn vaccine. Every day we're hearing stories about people dying very young. All of these these idiotic mandates, the shutting down of businesses, the wrecking of people's lives, the, the pain and suffering that have been, uh, our children have been subjected to, they are years behind academically because of this idiocy. This mania, this nonsense. From Marina Medvin on Twitter, New York State Supreme Court reinstates all fired unvaccinated employees, orders back pay, says the state violated rights, acted arbitrarily and capriciously. Notes, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. Let's hope this paves a way to some of these... Oh, boy. People like Anthony Fauci paves their way to prison. I'm not screwing around. I want to know where this damn vac- this this virus came from. I want to know. I want to know why we were told we couldn't have an opinion on the treatment of COVID. I want to know why in California they made it illegal for doctors to design a treatment plan that is not approved by the state for COVID. And I want people to go to jail. I'm not screwing around. I want people who go- to go to jail for malfeasance this is a glorious day oh my god in heaven all those fire departments those uniformed firefighters the association president andrew ansborough the fda ny uh they they condemned adams earlier this year after the mayor allowed an exception to the vaccine mandate for athletes and performers even as firefighters were being fired for their status i told you this I told you this. They're going to get their jobs back, and they're going to get their payback, and they are going to get their rank back when it comes to the military and all the dirty, rotten sons of bees who perpetrated this on the American people and those who said, you know, listen, I want to slow down, and I want to have a choice in this rather than just being mandated and shut down and, and vax passported and all of this crap that we have been through. I hope this paves the way to prison for a lot of people. Man, that feels good. It's just, I mean, yes. Every one of you, you 
COVID dictators who who uh, uh, mandated that your business be closed while you go get your hair done, or you mandated masks when you go to baseball games and don't wear masks, or go to the French Laundry like Gavin Newsom with his friends and spend you know a thousand dollars a couple on a great meal without mask in the height of the pandemic. Screw all of you for what you did to our country. You're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it on November the 8th, and then you're going to pay for it in kind. Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth, Texas. He wants to talk about the election. Hello there, Chris. I know you've been waiting. What do you got to say, bro? Yeah, or, first or, of all, I, girl, want whatever. I love you. Thank you. I, I want to say I love you. I'm, I'm a Texan, and we love Herschel Walker here in uh, Texas. He was a Dallas yes, Cowboy. We love him. He's great. Warnock is evil demon. Same with uh, Fetterman. If we can get... <laughs> I'm hoping we get 58 Senate seats. We got the House. Now, I'm not going to vote until next Tuesday, one week ahead of the election, because I think there's going to be a red tsunami. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking (laughs) forward to it. And I'm with you. You are a breath of fresh air, sir. You remind me of how, of Rush, every time I hear you. I listen to you religiously now. You're my number one guy. You're, <laughs> you and Mark, but Mark, uh, yeah, Mark uh, Levin is just not as funny as you are, man. I love you. Yeah. We love you. And I know Thank we're going to have a red tsunami, and I'm going to ride it. I just don't want to vote on Election Day, even though, because I'm in Texas. I think I'm a little safer than California or Pennsylvania. Yeah. But, uh, but, but you're voting in person, vote. but you're voting in person, right? I am voting in person one week early. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to do it on election day because I don't want to be stuck out there in that way. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Dude, it's going to be nuts on election day. And we're seeing this in, in Arizona. People are waiting. They are waiting for election day. They are not going to have this, this one stolen. And I'm going to tell you, this Supreme Court ruling with regard to COVID is the beginning of payback for all of these abuses and usurpations that you and I have been subjected to by these SOBs, these America-hating, the class of 1968, they, they have tried to drag us into hell. I told you they were going to try and drag us into hell as they are defeated. We are, going to, we are going to make them pay on November the 8th, and then we are going to investigate. We are going to indict. We are going to impeach, and we are going to imprison. It's going to happen, Chris. I, I just, I, I am, I'm so, just so, so grateful this happened in New York State. All of these firefighters, literally there was a firefighter, remember a couple weeks ago, he's like, I I was told that I could go in a building and save somebody's life, but I couldn't eat at a restaurant. It's sick of Yep, me. and I'm, I'm MAGA all the way. Let's make America great again. God bless you. God bless America. Thank Let's you. take our country back and get the Constitution back working again. It's all right, Chris. Respected. I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it, and you. thank you for thank the comments. You for the chance to talk to you. I try. To, I try to make you laugh when I can. You can't do it all the time, yeah, but you today, always do. I love little buddy. I try. And, there are days. Jim Gossett. Jim Gossett's great. Oh, Jim Gossett is, a, is a, I got a new. I got a new song from Jim. You want to hear it? Yes, I do. Let me see. I got a new Joe. I got a new song about Sleepy Joe. Let me find it here. I know I just played okay, a parody. Okay. But let me, I'll tell you what, I'll play it in the next segment. We got a new Sleepy okay. Joe theme song because he walked off of the trees yesterday and, and uh, you know, his brain is broken. Chris, God bless you. Thanks okay. for the phone call. Let's go to William in Rockville, Maryland. William, welcome to the show. What's going on? Well, sir, I agree with you 100%. These people know to, need to go to prison. This was biological warfare uh, by China. And I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I believe it was intentionally done to affect Donald Trump because of what they were doing. My mother has been bedridden 
since this China virus happened. She has not been out of bed because she got the virus. Myself, I am visually impaired. My eyesight was actually improving until I got that China virus, and it has gone downhill since then. This is a chemical concoction, biological warfare, and as you said, these people need to be held accountable. I can't wait till Dr. Fraudshi is 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 uh, perp walked into a prison, and we never see that man again. And for all the people that are that uh, for January 6th, let them come out, open up those same jail cells, and put Dr. Fraudshi in that jail cell where yeah. all the mold is at. Yeah. Where all the problems are at, and let him suffer and get those January 6th people patriots out. Yep, William, you are right. Uh, there is only one way to uh, overcome abuses and res- uh, and usurpations, and that is through a revolution, and that is happening November the 8th. I'm not talking about a violent revolution, but I'm telling you, uh, a revolution is coming. We have had enough. We have had enough. Enough is enough. I appreciate your phone call, and I wish you the very best, and your mother your very best as well. Uh, more evidence COVID was engineered in a lab. This according to a new uh, study. Uh, Dr. Uh, author uh, Alex Washburn, mathematical biologist, said the lab leak theory can't be ruled out based on the results of his new study. Now, uh, duh. Duh. They were doing gain of function in, in Wuhan, China, in a laboratory that was being funded by Anthony Fauci. They were doing the exact time of research that they, uh, for the kind of virus that was uh, unleashed. And the Biden administration has done nothing to find out the origins of the virus because Joe Biden is compromat. Compromat. A couple other stories. 30-year-old uh, former cheerleader, ex-Louisville Cardinals cheerleader, dies unexpectedly at age 30. Gabby Butler, 10-time national cheerleading champion, too good of a person. Eric, it's actually the person's name is Eric Ortiz. Uh, Gabby Butler is mourning this person. Eric Ortiz, 30 years old, just died, just suddenly died. Uh, this on the heel of the other half a dozen people that I mentioned yesterday who were under 30 who died suddenly, hearts just stopped. And, and the Florida uh, 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 Surgeon General saying that do not give the vaccine to males 18 to 49 years old, do not. And then he was subsequently shut down by social media. Here's another story. 55-year-old local radio legend, Suffolk radio DJ, died of a suspected heart attack while presenting on his show on Monday. Tim Guff, 55, uh, died while broadcasting from his home studio. He was a very big vaxxer. Definitely was on the vax bandwagon, had gotten all of his, uh, all of his boosters, all of his boosters. Listen to this. Coast Guard accused of illegally using the automated system to mass deny 99% of religious waivers for vaccine mandates. These are the bastards I'm talking about who need to go to jail. On last week, the House Oversight Committee, Republicans, alleged that the U.S. Coast Guard used an automatic system to mass deny 99% of religious accommodations. The government said that your religious freedom meant nothing. They cast it aside. They used a form letter to say you get vaccinated or you don't. And if you did it for religious reasons, you said you couldn't get vaccinated for religious reasons, they just sent you a form letter and they turned everybody down. These are the people who need to pay for what they did. And every person who's been let go from our service, every person who's been let go from a hospital, every person who has been let go from any job, 
because of the vaccine mandate that was fraudulent, needs to get their job back, they need their back pay uh, reinstated, and they need their rank and full retirement reinstated. And the people who perpetrated this on them need to be indicted, arrested, and imprisoned. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. Let's take a breath uh, and a break, and we'll be right back. It's The Rob Carson Show. SS Titanic is sinking. No, 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 don't. Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Let's torpedo it and put it out of our misery on November 8th. It's the Rob Carson Show. Okay, I gave my best years to this city. 20 years from 21 to 41, and then they take it away at the peak of my earning career. I made it to captain. I went through that process. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Eric Adams is going to be on the wrong side of history. The people who look by are the same people who thought slavery was okay. Uh, the same people much. who thought segregation in Shea Stadium was okay. Thank, thank you very Okay, much, you sir. segregated us. I was allowed to work in okay. this city, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant thank in this you. city. Thank you very much. I was allowed to work through the pandemic, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant. Okay. I could wear the uniform, go to a burning building, okay. but not eat here. Thank you. Unbelievable. News today from the New York Supreme Court reinstating all employees fired for being unvaccinated, ordered back pay. Today is a glorious day. What a gift. What a gift. While you and I have been screaming at the top of our lungs about the indignity suffered upon us by the COVID dictators, by the nonsense that happened in the summer of 2020, we've been screaming and we've been shouted down and we've been shut down by social media. Well, you know what? You can shove it because today we just won in New York and it's going to cascade across the country. What else have people been lying about? Been lying about the vaccine, the efficacy of the vaccine. The vaccine will cure everything. The vaccine will keep your children safe. Your children never needed the bloody vaccine. And the CDC just last week said every child has to have it. Screw your vaccine. Done, 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 done. Sorry. Pardon me for venting. I'm just tired of it. Every day, conservatives, people who have common sense being hammered, hammered, hammered by the media, by the Democrat Party, by the FBI, the CDC, the, the, the HHS, the DHS. Are you kidding me? So this uh, MSNBC reporter, Elise Jordan, decides she's going to go after some Trump supporters about January the 6th in Pittsburgh. She's sitting down with him, you know, and she's thinking that uh, she knows everything. It turns out she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know a damn thing about what happened January the 6th. She tried to make up stuff, but they, they said, no, no, that's not true. Here's a little bit of it. I'll try to get to as much as possible, but here's some of the exchange. You know the big- oh, here it is. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find it. Hold on. I got it right here. I've got a billion. <clears throat> yeah, here it is. Okay, here, here is the exchange with the Trump supporters. She's thinking they're rubes, but they're really well informed and they're right. Uh, provided I can get it to play. Hold on one second. All right. Let me uh, <clears throat> let me try it this way. Uh, In January. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Starts off talking about Doug Mastriano, who's going to be the next governor of the state of Pennsylvania, uh, by the way. 
Doug Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. Opening doors. People. So, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, yeah, it's not restricted if the police actually move the barricade. You know, they open the gates. So and it let shouldn't them in. be disqualifying for an elected official no, no. if they no, participated in January sixth. He, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was the protester there, not a Capitol police. An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which that's the only one police. that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No, it was a stroke. That's not yeah, he died of a stroke the next day. You're you're wrong. You were wrong. Yeah. That's not on site. Ashley Babbitt was murdered by a Capitol Hill cop and exonerated before an investigation. By that, that's because he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So what do you make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the No, no, that's a lie. Walls. And it was. No, that happens at Antifa rallies. Against the Capitol. It looked a lot like Antifa's actions. Except on a much smaller scale, it looked the same as the. Black Lives Matter riots. That's what I saw, the similarities to me. Except for there was no burning and destruction, and that's why they're holding back the 14,000 hours of video from inside the Capitol. Burns, Kenosha But so it's okay just because because one side that you disagree with? I'm saying Antifa infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't see that. Now let's go to the end here where he talked about a Reichstag moment. I ever saw chalk a little iron. So did he tell everybody to go and... And start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm-hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully let, peacefully let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol, we're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, if they're lying about uh, COVID, they certainly could be lying about January the 6th. I know they are. Rick Harrison, Pawn Stars, up next. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. I have been waiting a long time for this day. I know it sounds kind of... Even when I was in music radio, I wanted to talk to this guy. You, uh, If you've watched the show Pawn Stars, and I know most of you have, Rick Harrison is the dude. He's the he's the boss uh, on Pawn Stars, and he joins us on the phone. Uh, I'm assuming you are live in Vegas this morning. Yes, I'm at, at my house in Vegas right now. Sweet! All right, so where do I start? Other than the laundry list of questions that my wife texted me this morning, knowing that you were going to be on. She normally could give a rat's behind about being on my show, who's on my show. I could have Donald Trump on tomorrow. She'd be like, meh. I told her this morning, oh, yeah, Rick Harrison's going, oh, oh, ask him about the most weirdest thing he ever got. Or ask him about the most valuable. I'm like, will you just shut up? I'm doing the interview. <laughs> so let me ask you, Rick, how long have you been doing this show? How many seasons of this show do we have under your belt? Um, I think I just finished season 19. Dear Lord. And then I filmed... Um, Finished that uh, April, and then uh, we started filming this at the beginning of July. Wow. Um, uh, and what I'm doing right now is Pawn Stars Do America. That's like kind of a different series, but yeah. it's uh, 
um, eight two-hour shows in yeah. eight different cities. Uh, but let me ask you this, Rick: because why why does your show have the staying power? Other, you know, because I've seen like these storage wars, and they'll go get a storage <laughs> unit, and they'll buy it at auction, and it'll be full of crap. You know, <laughs> if you're lucky, and there are a lot of reality TV shows out there. But but your show is is really different, and I think a lot of it has to do with the human connection. Uh, your father passed, and and I I don't know you, Rick, but I was praying for you and your family because I love that guy. You know, there's just there's something about you. Explain to me why you have the staying power, why your family, why this, why this pawn star in Vegas is so interesting to the rest of us. Well, uh, there, there's a couple reasons. Uh, first off, um, if you have a show about motorcycles, there's only so many things you can do with motorcycles <laughs> yeah. or a car show. There's only so many things you can do to um, a car. Um, you know, uh, like the pr- first production company I was with, they wanted me to do drama. I said I would never ever make a show that I would be embarrassed for my mother to watch. <laughs> okay? It has always been a family show, always will be a family show. Yeah. Okay, I will not make... I mean, I'm... And also, I'm like one of the last shows on television where grandma... I mean, the kids, mom, dad, and the grandparents could all sit down and watch it together and have a good time. Yes, yes. Okay? 100%. I, um, you know, um, and that's the way I make the show. It's a family show. Plus, you know what I mean? It's different every week. Yeah, um, I I think people love to learn history. Yeah, and um, but they like to learn it from their uncle. Yeah, you know where they laugh a little bit instead of a professor, you know, pointing his nose down at you with all the big words. Yeah, it, it's it's hilarious, and you guys are. Just the chemistry you have with Chumley, you know, this bumbling kind of doofus, you know, and who, you know, occasionally really knocks out of the ballpark and, and you and, and, you know, your previously your dad. And uh, it just didn't, it just really enjoyed. I, I have you. I think you've ruined pawn shops, though, for America. <laughs> Dude, we've got a pawn shop right up the street here. It's a great it's a really cool pawn shop. They have some crazy stuff, right? Nothing like you guys. I walk in, I'll be like, OK, well, you got speakers and you got this, but you don't have like, you know, Babe Ruth's gold encrusted jockstrap like Rick and. <laughs> And let, you know, in, in Vegas, has they just? You know, I mean, honestly, you, you really have kind of set the bar a little high. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, like uh, from you know when I when I start when I finally when I opened the pawn shop uh, thirty four years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, because most people don't know this, most pawn shops in the United States are owned by really big chains. Yeah. And um, you can't go head to head with Walmart, but, so I just decided to be Tiffany's. You know, like <laughs> yes. my, my pawn shop was always spotless. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, you know, like I've got a couple Super Bowl rings. I'm selling them. I'm not selling those. I'm going to keep those in the case because when people come in, like tourists <laughs> yes. come in and they see a pawn shop with Super Bowl uh, rings in the case, they're going to tell their friends, yeah. you know. Uh, when you're in Vegas, you got to go to this crazy pawn shop. They got Picassos on the wall and Super Bowl rings. But, you know, and, uh, and nobody's you know, trying. I got a good reputation as an honest businessman. And yeah. um, business just grew and grew. And, um, no, I was always like a, a media whore. Yes. There's, there's no better word to describe it. <laughs> Me too. And we both got in the business the same time, 34 years ago. Except for I, I went into radio. <laughs> yeah, and um, no, so I, I mean, I'd, I'd always get these, um, you know, I'd, I'd get like national news stories on me, so you know, um, and uh, get some national television. I got yeah. PBS to even do a documentary on me in 2002, wow. and um, <laughs> it was always good for business. So well, it's like 17 years ago. I'm like, hey, if I get one of these reality shows, yeah, 
and I get a season or two, it'll be good for business. Yeah, I never thought it would blow up into this. It's it's remarkable, and you know, it, it's got to be kind of wild. I'll just give you 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 know this, but you know, you have couples sitting on couches betting, you know, how much they're going to get uh, as as the deal is going down. I mean, we do, and and then sometimes we're like, I told you it was fake. I told you it was too good to be true. I told you, it's just stupid. This is. This is a Grey's Anatomy. This is Rick, uh, you know, managing a Pawn Star. And, and we're just riveted by it. Um, I know there are a billion questions our audience wants and I, I, to ask. I, I know that. But let me, let me ask you a couple obvious questions. Uh, the most amazing, like one of the top most amazing things that you was brought into the Pawn Store that you looked at and you went, dear God, this can't be happening. Oh, it's happened so many times. I know. Times. I know. Um, I mean, letters from George Washington. Oh. Um, I mean, um, I was on the board of directors of the Epilepsy Foundation for like 10 years. One of yeah. the coolest things I ever had come in the pawn shop is um, I got a letter from a doctor um, excusing an individual from the Revolutionary War because he has epilepsy. What? You know, I've always been a big advocate of uh, epilepsy. Uh, wow. Um, and I have... Um, you know, I have a, uh, you'll see me wearing it on TV. It looks like a goofy bangle bracelet. It's a 1,200-year-old gold Viking bracelet. A Viking bracelet. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, Roman <laughs> swords. Well, I mean, it's just like, it, it's, it, I mean, there's so much crazy stuff. It just, it's, it sort of boggles the mind. It's uh, remarkable. And then you also got to decide whether or not you can even sell it. You've got to bring in these experts who uh, help you kind of determine what it's worth. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, like uh, a first edition John Locke, the only person that was quoted in the Declaration of Independence. Wow. Um, I mean, I mean, it just goes on and on. All the yeah. crazy stuff I, I've gotten over the years. And, uh, it's also I mean, I, it, that's what, why I love my, I love my job. Well, and also <laughs> one of the one of the few places where uh, when the economy is bad, your business is great. Not necessarily. That's really? OK. OK. Go ahead. Okay, so when the economy is really bad, everyone's selling stuff and no one's buying anything. Yeah, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's the exact opposite when the economy is really, really good. Yeah, everyone's buying stuff, but you're having a really hard time finding stuff. Yeah, I suppose. So I mean, there, there, there is a, there's no. It's one of the weirdest businesses in the world, yeah. but it's a fun one. Yeah. Let me ask you, other than, other than the uh, the twelve hundred year old Viking bracelet, which I've got three of them. I don't know if you, I mean I, I hate to have you. I, I'm not, but I mean twelve hundred year old Viking bracelets. Who doesn't have one of those, Rick? I mean, come on, man. Try to impress me here. What the hell? But but what have you what have you decided? I think I'll just keep that. I'll just keep that. What 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 else? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, I can't keep everything, and there's yes. a lot of stuff I just fall in love with. I mean, I got so I have a house decorated in pawn shop motif. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I I have an 800 year old window in my house. Shut up, really? Wow. Yeah. Not the most I mean, energy efficient. Yeah, right around there. Yeah. Wow, that is <laughs> remarkable. Let me and let me ask you this because I mean, you you had mentioned to me off the air that uh, you were going to be uh, Don Jr. was in town. Uh, clearly, you you lean toward the conservative uh, end of the yeah. uh, of the spectrum. Does that? I mean, because listen, I, I've been talking on my show the last few weeks about conservative apartheid. Uh, I have been uh, affected by it. I've been uh, years ago when I, I started writing for Rush Limbaugh uh, about uh, 1989, right out of college, and I wrote Rush Limbaugh's political satire until about uh, 2014 or so, and I knew 
knew, I didn't realize until about 10 years in, that I had really screwed myself with my dream of hosting The Tonight Show. Uh, I have been turned down by Oprah Winfrey's people because I was a conservative. Uh, I can go on and on. But but we have experienced a conservative apartheid in this country that I am ready to say, I'm done with it. I'm done to be treated like a second-class citizen. I'm done to trying uh, being a silence for my beliefs while liberals can go on and, and spout and shoot their mouths off and all that and get away with it. Um, what about you and, and your political, uh, the, the tightrope that you walk politically versus, you know, what you do on television? I mean, I have a television show. I mean, like in my pawn shop, there's no politics in my pawn shop. Gotcha. Like, um, I, I don't do that. But even in, my, in my personal life, you know, I, I speak at CPAC, you know. Yes. Um, I believe capitalism is the number one thing that has brought people out of poverty in the world. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Okay, uh, there was, um, you know, uh, we have an amazing republic. It's the greatest country ever formed. And when people tell us we have a terrible country, um, they've obviously never been anywhere. Go to yes. India. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yes. I mean, go to Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Okay, go to um, go to South America. There's a reason why everyone wants to come here. It's an amazing country. And, um, you know, the things that do scare me is like, you know, one thing, one of the reasons why we've always had such a great country is that we're a republic yes. and that the media has always, you know, kept politicians in check. Yeah. And they're not doing that now. And it's a scary thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, we have, um, you know, the media does not, um, you know, let, let's say, you know, everyone knows that it's a fact. It's bought and paid for, Rick. It's bought and paid for. Get a pass on everything. And if, yeah. when you allow them to keep on stepping over the line and stepping over the line, Eventually, everything falls off a cliff, yeah. and it, it's scary. Yeah. You know, I, I just believe that, like, I, I truly believe small government, let small businesses do work, don't tax them to death. Yes. I mean, we, we had Biden on television the other day. we got to tax the corporations. we got to tax the rich people. Well, first off, a tax a corporation, okay, you take just out any large corporation. It's, it's owned by stockholders, and over 50% of the stock market is owned by people's retirement funds. Yeah, you ta tax large corporations. You're taxing every um, your average citizen because you tax a company more, um, they have less profits. The stock value goes down. Yeah, well, and and those down, big and those big go down. They they. Those big corporations employ a lot of small people, Rick. Let's not forget that. Okay, they don't just exist. They they hire people. That people work at those corporations. Ridiculous. Let me ask you this: as a headline this morning, I mentioned this off air. New York Supreme Court reinstates all employees fired for being unvaccinated. Orders back pay. What's your reaction upon hearing that right now today? I, I think that's great because um, it was, um, you know, the government should not be involved in my health care. Yeah. Okay, my doctor should be involved in my health care. Boom. There you go. Okay, I mean, that's just the way I look at it. And um, if a per person has beliefs that they don't want to take it, they don't trust that. I mean, well, let's face it, you know, every other drug out there has, you know, on, you know, right around seven years of testing before it's released to the public, not a couple months. Yeah. So I understand people, you know, leery to take it. Okay. And it, it's a personal choice. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's one thing we have with government right now. They think they should make all the decisions for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little much. Uh, what are you, what are you hoping happens on November the eighth with regard to the uh, the midterms? Um, I, I hope it uh, swings uh, Republican. Yeah. Um, I think we've, uh, you know, capitalism. I mean, you, I mean, I'm a history buff. Yes. You can go all through history. Yeah. Every time we've had bad inflation is due to the fact of you know 
the definition of inflation is an increase in the monetary supply. Yeah. If the government keeps on spending and printing money, the value of that money will go down and cause inflation. Yeah. Okay, plain and simple, that's what happens because there's also the, um, you know, supply and demand, which I think just about everyone knows about or should know about. Yeah. God knows what they teach in school nowadays. <laughs> but you know, when you start re- restricting the amount of oil that's produced in this country, the price is going to go up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I do not believe in throwing gasoline in the rivers, but yeah. I also do not believe in putting people in poverty. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's it's let's have a 20 or 30 year plan. Yeah. We yeah. can um, if you want to start cleaning up the air. And by the way, yeah. the, uh, the United States has the cleanest air we've had in like 20 years because of fracking, because the fracking releases lots of natural gas, which burns a lot cleaner, which has re- reduced the CO2 footprint um, that we've been putting out for years. So. Um, why would you would want to stop that is beyond me and then go to other third world countries that yes. do a very dirty job of producing oil yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and importing it into the country. Right. It's craziness. Next question, and we've only got about another 60 seconds here. Uh, and the obvious question is, uh, with c- considering how well informed your last answer was, uh, Rick Harrison, are you considering possibly running for office? Never. All right. <laughs> All right, other question. Is Chumley ever considering being transgender? I, you know, not even a picture I want to see. This thing, no. <laughs> I don't believe so. He, all right. he's, had a, he's got a girlfriend. He's had one for a while. Yeah. All right, all right. Rick, it is a real blessing to have you on. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, my wife's a big fan. I hope that maybe the next time I'm in Vegas that uh, I run into you because I would love to meet you, and I know my wife would love to meet you. Uh, okay. And probably sell half of my crap. She's already got it in storage. <laughs> uh, the next step is taking it to a pawn shop, I know. Uh, Rick, okay. uh, so you got a new season coming up. Uh, real quick about that, and then we uh, we got to go. Yeah. Um, well, um, it's Pawn Stars Do America, um, and it's two, I mean, it's eight two-hour um, shows. Um, we go to every episode's a different city, and um, we do a little history on the city, um, and it's a, you know, it's a big event where people come and um, sell me stuff, and I look at stuff, and I tell them what's real, and uh, I And, and some, you destroy I their dreams, and you destroy uh, their dreams. It's really not, no, no, it's actually a Casio. It's not a Steinway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's one of the jokes I, I always tell. You know, people come in like, yeah. their entire life. They've heard about Grandma's wedding ring. He had a perfect diamond in it. And I go, sorry, Grandpa was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, oh. I'm the bad guy. I'm going like, no, I'm not trying. I, I'm not even. I don't even want to buy it on no. you. It's that bad. I'm not trying to rip you off. I'm just telling you the facts. That's fantastic, Rick. It's been it's been a joy having you on, man. Best of luck to you, and I hope we can uh, talk again soon. Okay. All right. Talk All right. to you later. Bye All right. Bye. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank uh, Rick Harrison for joining us on the phone for Pawn Stars America. Now a new season where they go uh, city to city. I can't wait to see it on the History Channel. Um, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, now, uh, earlier I had mentioned big story of the day is that the New York Supreme Court has reinstated all employees fired for being vac- unvaccinated and has ordered back pay. Uh, I hope and pray this starts an avalanche across the country to reinstate all members of the military, all health care workers, anybody who was fired for not complying with the uh, the vaccine mandate. And I want people to pay for what they did for their illegality. I want people in the Coast Guard who basically rubber stamped uh, no 
to people who claimed a religious exemption. They did. They, they, headed, they, they started out by saying, we are going to deny people on religious grounds the ability to say no to the vaccine. They did it. That's what they did to you and me. That's what they did to people across the country. And hell is coming to them. I had played earlier this uh, exchange. At least Jordan is an MSNBC reporter who tried to stump Trump supporters about January the 6th in Pittsburgh, and they had her for lunch. I want to play a little bit more of this because this is another domino that's going to fall. The truth will come out about January the 6th. We already saw the video, Nancy Pelosi. She had a camera crew there on January the 6th. It was her daughter. They were filming, huh? Looked like a bad episode of The Office. They planned it. They knew that a million people were going to show up on January the 6th to protest election impropriety. A million people showed up. And the only thing they could do to shut those people down in their movement was to burn the Reichstag and then blame the opposing party. Here's a little bit more of this exchange. I don't see it anybody, anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there you're making sure. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less. That's, again, it's a fundamental constitutional right. There was almost no damage to the Capitol because they reopened the dang thing two hours later. Of an American citizen, and people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. That's East Germany. That's East Germany. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And throwing that at her, uh, the uh, violent but uh, but mostly peaceful protests like they did with Antifa. The other ones that, that were the office. Was the protest legitimate our, in your eyes? administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Whoa, hello. You know when I first said it was the Reichstag moment? Uh, January 7th. Go back and listen. Uh, the podcast. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All workers in New York fired for being unvaccinated, rehired, and ordering back pay from the New York Supreme Court. Another domino that will fall. The wave is coming. Abuses and usurpations will be turned back. God bless you guys. Have a glorious day. Until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.